Welcome back to Power Recruit, everybody. My name is Corn, and I will be your dungeon master today. With me are four jinxed players, but they don't know it yet. Gasp. They are Kayla, and I am playing Irithel Boreal today. I'm Andrew, and I'm playing Gabriella Glimmer Glamour. Okay. Hi. <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> I'm Vicky, and I'm playing David. Wait a minute. No, that can't be right. Hold <laughs> on. Who wrote this script? <laughs> I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Izzy. <laughs> I'm David, and I'm playing Mickey. <laughs> I will stop staring at the recording now. <laughs> it's going. <Pay> attention. <laughs> so, lots of weird things happened last time. Blah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gross. So, uh, last episode, you guys made it into the Court of Leaves. Finally. Yes. Gabriella ended up taking Irithel to meet with Egregia. There was a nice girly spat between them. Nice. Had to remember how to do girl fights. It's been a while. Same here. I think we got the best of her. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think we managed it. We managed really well. We were a good team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Gabriella ended up entering a contract with Egregia to see who could throw the best party by the end of the summer. Yeah. Midsummer Festival. Oh, yes. The it's Midsummer. Coming. Yeah. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> coming soon to a quarter leave near you. No, it's going to be in um, probably Lake Town or what's the the... Vasilisa? Uh, Vasilisa. Vasilisa is the farming town. So mm -hmm. That's probably where it's going to end up. Is Egregia also doing a party in Vasilisa? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Mickey decided to follow them, saw the contract stuff, decided it wasn't worth his time, went back to meet Izzy, who was meeting with the shopkeep named Siva, uh, buying rocks Planer and metals. Yeah. At Planar Imports buying rocks and metals. Everybody reconvened at Planar Imports, and then Mickey spat up a chunk of paper that he had stolen from Gabriella's pocket previously, and now she's very upset at him. Furwell, get back here! So Mickey is currently wandering away, and he's kind of, because it's paper, not parchment, right? Parchment, yeah. Oh. Well, parchment mm. is like. Not potentially not even paper as you know it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. you know, just a question of whether he's picking out you know bits of um, stuff out of his teeth and mm -hmm. mouth, or whether it's all you know it's still mostly in one piece. Well, you know that's you bring up a good point, Mickey or Gabriella. Who wants to roll to see how damaged this little piece of parchment is? This feels like a Gabby thing. Sure, I'll do it. Okay, roll. Please roll a D one hundred. Okay. So I got a 19. Mm -hmm. So that means that it, it's 19% salvageable, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 19% salvageable. The ink is runny. <sighs> Mickey is picking little bits of it out of his teeth. It's, it was very thin parchment, apparently. So, Mickey, at this point, here's the tone in your voice. And despite everything, Mickey has pretty good insight. Mickey turns a corner and vanishes. I think Gabriella goes into like full rage mode. She invokes her fey presence oh. to like <laughs> bring it out all the guns now. Scary fey, just like <laughs> and she dashes after where she thinks Mickey went. So, um, let's go ahead and roll some initiative. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. <laughs> so, Mickey. A humble 16. Hmm. Humble 16. Okay. I rolled bad. Gabriella. I rolled really well. Uh, we're going to be a total of 22. Ooh. Anger fuels me. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Izzy, what'd you get? 16 also. I'll bet my dex is higher than yours. Uh, we have the same dex. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> Roll off. <laughs> Rollies. 27. Ah, 23. <laughs> ah, okay, Mickey goes first. Okay, and Irithel. I also got a 22. Oh, okay. But I bet my dex is higher. Um, certainly, yes. <laughs> plus five. <laughs> yeah, plus two. <laughs> Do we really have three plus fives to dex? 
We are a monochrome party. It's too bad our muscles characters have all disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're outside the valley. Uh, but you know what? I can roll initiative. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> Being able to roll is one of the most important powers in D&D. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what my stats are. I roll better than you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Irithel, <laughs> technically you're up first. Gabriella has just run out of the shop in mm-hmm. a mad dash and a mad rage against Mickey. What do you do? Oh, I'm not following that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a woman in full rage. Heck no, I'm not getting in between that. So I'll just stay here in the shop and look around. Okay, you're going to look at all the... You're going to peruse. I need grismic powder and I need flesh stone. Okay, cool. So you can probably just take me out of initiative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be funner this way. <laughs> you doing interactions while they're doing a chase. Like, that was horrible. I, by the way, I need some stuff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, Gabriella, you have run out of the shop, and during this turn, you're going to turn around the corner to see where Mickey is. Well, it depends on if I can see him or not. It's true. So, go around the corner. Mickey, what did you do when you went around the corner? Are you just running? Are you hiding? Mickey, being an incredibly fast for his size, mm-hmm. and incredibly sneaky for his size which is rather small. <laughs> you're curious, what, what's your speed? Just curious. 30. 35. Is, so you're, you're going to be faster than me. <laughs> and Mickey knows this. This is a beautiful, green, lush place. Are there any dark shadows? There are quite a few dark shadows. And remember, you're not on the ground floor. Okay. You're like... Up in trees and Describe the scene then for me so I have a better understanding of where I'm hiding. So where you guys are is the the marketplace. Um, It's kind of built like it should be on the ground, but between certain areas, there's like bridges that kind of gap in between different pockets. So you'll have maybe like four or five stores on one little section, then cross a short bridge, go to four or five sections. The tree branches are have been woven and interlocked with each other, and something has been poured on top of it to make you guys be able to walk better on it. Every four or five shops, you have these areas that you can cross over bridges. There is plenty of shade because the sun is being filtered through the trees. So are we talking most of the shops are like 30 feet above the ground? 40, yeah. 50 feet above the ground? Okay. About 30. Yeah. At this point, you're okay. on the first level, so about 30 feet above the ground. Okay. Mickey, then, is going to have his player send you a private message so as not to unduly advantage mm. the fearsome Gabriella. Okay. Gabriella, you go around the corner and you're right up against one more shop before it leads to another bridge to another section. You look around, you don't see him. As I come around the corner here, clip, pop, clip, pop, clip, 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 with my hooves uh, going across the wooden path, as you say, there is a very localized uh, swirling wind and flurry of leaves and dark stars now because that's her thing she looks at all of the shadows because that's where she knows that he will be but is not very good at looking Uh, (laughs) so so as you're doing that uh, you hear the sound of like somebody had thrown like a rock or something off the ledge thunk uh, about 30 feet down but when you look down you don't see anything I think that she stops as looking around not seeing him directly but gives kind of a, a slow, powerful walk. Um, and just <laughs> angry and just thump, thump, thump. For all you three-legged salmon who couldn't find the bottom of a barrel in a rainstorm, I can't believe that you would steal from me. You have no respect since the beginning that we got on the ship. I uh, and just, you know, just rants and rants and rants. It just kind of devolves into... <laughs> Mindless ranting. Yeah. <laughs> so so while, while, <laughs> while all this is going on, because Mickey, I assume, can hear... Yes. And, <laughs> yes. and crackle, crackle. I, by doom, the way, doom, Mickey, doom. it is your turn. And so it's also the crowd's turn, Mickey's. and the crowd is just like, eh. Like, it's, it's another Tuesday. It's yeah. a, a normal Tuesday. <laughs> Mickey's not really sure what Gabby's going on about. Mm-hmm. So... He's going to go and clearly avoid Gabby because she's in a mood for some reason. (laughs) And so he's going to sneak behind her and go back into the store. And he's going to wind up next to Izzy at some point. And he's going to kind of lean over and say, what's Gabby upset about? I'll say it's going to take you some time to do that. Okay. You're on your way to start going back. Izzy, 
anger, scared, happening, outside, yelling, devolving. What are you doing? Irithel calmly perusing the store. <laughs> Izzy is of a mind to do the same, <laughs> honestly. You know what? She's going to summon Dora. Okay. And she is going to say, uh, Dora, can you go out there and make sure that Gabriella doesn't kill Mickey um, too badly? And so I'm going to use my Echo Avatar Ooh. so that Dora will be my eyes and ears. And I'll be deaf and blinded in the store, <laughs> but... I can at least still talk to Siva about details for the shipments that we are coming up with. Wait, how so are you talking you, with Siva? You're deaf and blinded. You can't talk. Oh, that's true. I am deaf. <laughs> no, you can talk. You just can't hear his responses. That's true. <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm like, <laughs> my, how the weather is today. And goodness, it's a windy, blustery day I'm today. sorry. You're probably talking. I can't hear you. My bad. <laughs> so uh, your avatar goes out. Comes around the corner and sees Gabriella just, there's leaves flying everywhere, purple and orange, was it? Uh, yeah, purple and orange purple are, are going to be her, her go-to colors, generally. Yeah, like eldritch sparks are going all over the place. She's very, very angry. So it doesn't say that I can speak through my echo, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it would be funny if I could. And <laughs> eh, why not? So Izzy is going to say, Oh my, that looks like a mess to clean up. And that's going to come out of Dora's mouth. Okay. <laughs> Next up is the shop people. <laughs> they look around at the the chaos. <sighs> well, um, hello, ma'am. Do you need some help? And he turns to Irithel. I won't even mention in reference the fact that Gabriella, who I walked in with, is now stormed out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I am here for a few things. I'm looking for a flesh stone and gurismic powder. I was told you I could find some here. Oh, yes, yes. Let me uh, let me go into the back. How much do you need? 500 gold pieces worth of flesh stone and three pounds of gurismic powder. All right. Let me go check it out in the back. So that will take up the shopkeep and your turn. Okay. Okay, Gabriella, Izzy is standing there in front of you. So she turns like, where is he? Where did he go? Did you see him? Ah, and she's like kicking through debris and stuff like that. She's not actually upsetting anybody's stands or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and hasn't been like blasting away at stuff because such like outright violence is <laughs> uh, very frowned upon. <laughs> yes, indeed. And would have consequences mm-hmm. from someone anyways. But if she can find him, you know, potentially... Do a perception check if you so desire. Sure. Can I provide advantage if I'm also looking with Dora? Um, I'll let you do that on your next turn. Okay. Two. <laughs> you think you see you got a two? Yeah. I I, I have a uh, negative, I believe. Oh Ooh. no. Yeah, I have a minus one on wisdom. You see small movement across the bridge in the next section. Uh, she dashes out there. Okay. That's obviously him. See a, a glimmer of what she thinks is his cloak or jacket. He usually wears fuzzy animal skin type attire and costuming. Mm. A a glimpse of fur. Possibly a jerkin is something he might wear. Mm -hmm. All right, you dash off. Mickey, what are you doing? He's continuing the course that he stated earlier. Okay. Uh, You'd see Gabriella run off in a different direction. (laughs) So... I do have some questions about how we're going to be doing this echo because it raises some huge issues if the echo is a perfect likeness. I don't think that was ever the intention of it. There are a ton of things you can do with that if it is a perfect flawless likeness. Well, I don't think it's perfect or flawless, but I don't think it's translucent either. We might need to establish that because I've always been imagining it to be a fairly blatant, different thing. And now we're saying, no, no, it can fool close companions. And so I'm just curious, like, what what are we going to rule for that? If, if you want my stance on it, I would think that there is some transparency, very, very slight. Her opacity setting has been dropped a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, she's at what, like 60% opacity, 70%? Yeah, like 65%. <laughs> I, I'm going to, to David, to your point, as far as fooling a companion... Also, fooling a companion who is very angry and not thinking who is straight. Raging. <laughs> so well, we're not fooling you. I'm sure oh. saying uh, you know, yes. Mickey. Then seeing you know mm-hmm. her. No, I, off. I'm pretty sure Mickey could tell that this is the echo. 
yeah. and not yeah. Izzy herself. Because if you can just, you know, snap and make two of you, like, now the enemy legitimately shouldn't know which one of you to attack. And that's mm -hmm. something they don't cover at all in the ability. Right. And that would be more of the spell mirror, mirror image. image. Yeah. Right. So, no, I would agree that there there is an obvious look if you, like, take a moment, not even, like, an action, just, like, half a second to, like, register. Oh, yeah, this person's not entirely there. Yeah, that's fine with me. So, Mickey, you can tell. Mm -hmm. Gabriella's raging. She can't really. Right. She's not focusing so much on opacity levels. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mickey you know, sees her running off there and is like, eh, well, I'm not going to go and bother Gabby because Gabby looks like she wants to kill me. So, I go inside and see Izzy and everybody else still there. I decide not to disturb um, Irithel because she looks busy. And so, I'm going to go to Izzy. Okay. Gonna take you some time. <laughs> All right. Cool. Izzy, it is now your turn. So I would also like to be on the lookout for Nikki helping Gabriella. <laughs> okay, next up is, well, Irithel, because Izzy is blind and deafened. You hear a thunk, and then something slump over, and a bunch of crates fall over from the back of the store. Oh no, the broccoli headed youth. <laughs> <laughs> then you hear another thunk and an even louder slump. Actually, it was more like a, a tree falling. Okay, so more like a tree falling, not like a dagger assassinating someone? No, not like a dagger. More like a tree got hit by something and fell over. The what? first one sounded fleshy. The second one sounded tree-like. Woody. Yeah, like that. The second one definitely sounded like someone got hit, basically, right? Both of them did. Okay. Well, yes, but I don't know that there's a broccoli-headed That is true. Something definitely got hit by something, and then some trees happened. <laughs> okay. I am going to look sharp at this point. I'm going to palm a dagger and grab hold of my sword, and I'm going to back up into the shadows of the shop and look towards the back where the noise came from. Okay. As you do so, you see some shadows moving in the back. Looks like there are two shadows moving at the moment. Okay. And some rummaging around. And that's it. I would like to sneak back there. That is a natural 20. So that's 28. And as you look behind, you see two humanoid figures. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely something wrong with them. Like one of them, the arm is a little too short. Like it doesn't fit that body. The other one, the head is on sideways. Another one, the leg is a totally different color than the rest of the body. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they look like they are rummaging through something and grabbing a box full of some sort of green powder. By chance, do I know if charismic powder is green? You don't? Well, yeah, you don't. Okay. I didn't ask what it was. What nope, it looked I like. did not. Okay. And do I see the shopkeep on the ground passed out? Yeah, you see the shopkeep on the ground passed out. You see a uh, broccoli teen also on the ground, knocked out. You know what I would like to do? I would like to use a drow ability I have. Ooh. I have darkness. I would like to cast darkness and incapacitate them. Okay, can you see through the darkness as well? I have blind sense. Ah, that's right. <laughs> I can see, so I can sense them. Okay, so is darkness in action? Yes. Okay, you cast darkness and everything goes dark. And um, yeah, your your friend's standing blind and deaf in the next room. She's, she's hanging out. <laughs> she's fine. Yeah, sure. She's fine. Next up, Gabriella. Running down the boardwalk, looking for that quick movement of a small creature. Surely it's, surely it's Mickey. He's around here. He's somewhere. Ah, oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> you reach out your hand to grab him and turn him around, and it's a child. It's a child's eater. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. You him. <laughs> Did you want a flower? Does your um, dread form just horrify him or something? <laughs> <now>? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, it only lasts an action, like oh, until my okay. next turn. Oh, okay. But she's been running off this. But I think seeing the child's fear, it shocks her out of it a bit. <laughs> no. Sorry. You're, you're, you're fine. Um, okay. I thought you were someone else. Okay. Here, here's a flower on me. I hope you feel better. Aw, hmm. he's a sweet child. Thank you. Didn't take the flower. 
sweet summer child. Oh, you sweet summer child, you. I think that Gabriella just stands there holding the flower for a moment, thinking about things and watches the kid run away. Okay, cool. Because I don't know what's going on in the shop. It's true. Because I'm several trees over. (laughs) Yep. Mickey. Yes? Basically walk into the front of the shop and see Izzy standing there. Can I see Izzy? Yeah. Yeah. So the darkness is a Mm. 15-foot radius sphere. It spreads around corners. But given that it's the back room, I'm pretty sure, like... You said 15-foot radius? Yes. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure if I centered it on the bad guys, then you can still see Izzy. It might extend to the counter. Yeah, it probably gets to the front counter and you, mm-hmm. um, but not into the, like the main portion of the shop. So I come in and I see Izzy with a funny bleh look on her face. <laughs> and she's also like missing an arm. There's like a whole bunch of blackness and part of her arm is near the oh. counter. And so it's just like missing. <laughs> and then I see this great wall of darkness. Mm-hmm. Can I roll an arcana check to recognize this? Do I need to roll an arcana check to recognize this? You guys are level seven. I think you can figure out that this is some sort of darkness spell. Darkness is level two, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mickey's going to change his question, and he's going to walk up to uh, the slightly drooling Izzy, (laughs) and and not knowing that she's not present, is going to ask, are we robbing somebody? (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, Mickey's in on this. (laughs) Izzy doesn't respond. Her eyes are glazed over. Oh, Gabrielle, you scared that poor child. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to do? Is it still my turn? Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. I thought that would be the end of my turn. Okay. When you know, he hears this and thinks about the running off echo, he sees that this must be some form of echo abuse going on. Regardless, <laughs> <laughs> he would like to kick Izzy's foot you got to do some damage? No. Goodness, okay. no. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> but hard enough to where he thinks that she might notice it. I don't think he doesn't know what she responds to, but he, she obviously doesn't respond to verbal <laughs> conversation at the moment. So is, the, is this like, uh, like a four-year-old who's just learning how to do soccer for the first time and accidentally kicks one of their friends in the shin? It's a pretty really hard, hard kick. It's not a, <laughs> you know, damaging kick, but it's a pretty hard kick. Shin kicks hurt. Not, Not the damaging. Shin, the okay. foot. Okay, the good foot. to know. All right. That brings it up to Izzy. It's your turn, and you just felt a very ouchy ouch on your foot. Okay, well, being blinded, uh, <laughs> I am going to react to nearly shocking grasp. <laughs> 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 but I think because I'm blinded, this will be the disadvantage. Well, is it a saving throw? Uh, no, it's an attack roll. Okay, so go ahead and do the attack roll. <laughs> yeah, with if disadvantage. It were a saving throw, she couldn't do it at all. Mm-hmm. It, right. I mean, I'm not going to hit you because I rolled a four with my disadvantage. (laughs) You do this, and Mickey's watching as your hand just goes way over his head. Yeah, Crackling with lightning. (laughs) With static shocks. Izzy's going to come back to herself. Dora is going to disappear where Gabby is. And she's going to see Mickey and be like, oh, so sorry about that. And puts away her lightning fingers. Um, where'd my arm go? (laughs) And that will be the end of her turn. Mickey rolls his eyes as a free action. <laughs> <laughs> the two burglars. What do they do? What do they got? Stumble around in the dark. They got intimidation. Oh, good luck. Okay. Irithel, you hear one mutter something under their breath, and you hear the sound of someone picking up something very large, something metal. They cast something. Are you sure they can cast it in the dark? Yes, I, <laughs> I'm i very sure of this one. And then you hear from the other one a similar spell, but with just a few different words, and they also seem to grab something large and metallic. Okay. On my turn, I'll be able to hopefully figure out what they're grabbing. My blind sense is 10 feet. Am I within 10 feet of them right now? You are not. If you moved forward another 10 feet, you would be. That is the end of their turn. It is now your turn. I would like to cautiously move 10 feet closer and figure out the situation. What exactly does your blind sight do? You have blind sight within a range of 10 feet. Within that range, you can effectively see anything that isn't behind total cover, even if you're blinded or in darkness. Moreover, you can see an invisible creature within that range unless the creature successfully hides from you. You do see with your blind sight two humanoid figures. 
well, humanoid is subjective. You also see that they're holding what look to be long pole arms. They're in a ready position. Oh, okay then. I probably cannot use my sneak. Well, you assume they can't see you. I assume they can't see me. Well, they probably will not get surprised, given that your surprise was basically casting darkness. But they can't tell that when I'm going to attack. Right, so you will have advantage. Which gives you sneak attack, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, that's it. Okay, cool. Making sure I can get my sneak attack. Surprise would imply that they're not on their guard. They're not thinking something dangerous is occurring. That's fair. I've pulled out my rapier, slinking in gracefully. Are they within five feet of each other? They are, yes. And I would like to use my battle maneuver, sweeping attack, which is when you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can expend a superiority eye to deal damage to another creature within five feet of the original target and within your reach, equal to the number you roll on the superiority die. That is a 10. Did you roll with advantage? No, it's not. Thank you. That was worse. Aww. <laughs> do you have a power token? I do, but I also have a superiority die that lets me do a precision attack, so I would like to change that plan... As I see that my attack is a little weak, I would like to change my battle maneuver, so I use a precision attack. When you make weapon attack roll, you can expend a superiority die to add it to the roll before or after the roll, but before any effects are applied. So you haven't told me if it missed or not. But I can obviously tell it's not going to hit, so I'm going to roll a superiority die, which is a d8. She rolls her whole bag of dice. (laughs) Does this count? She'll definitely hit that, right? 17. Much better. So I'm going Mm -hmm. for the one on the right. Final answer? Final answer. You go in to take the swipe, but the floorboard creaks. No. As you do so. And the one on the right, feeling the whoosh of your rapier, immediately retaliates and tries to hit you in the direction it thinks that you are. Unfortunately, a 17 did not hit. They have really good AC. They do. What are they wearing? Are they wearing anything? Uh, it looks like plate armor. Holy cow. These are not bandits. These are like the Royal Guard decided to pillage your store. Hmm. The plating was like fused to their body. Oh, that type of plate armor. Well, you could see scars and stuff where like the metal had actually hit. Ooh, I rolled a 19 and an 18. So a uh, 25. Does that one hit? That one does. So the one on the right hits you for 15 points of slashing damage as you see this glaive pull arm with a, with a sharpie thing at the end. Okay. And I got a 14 on my concentration check, so darkness is still up. You also take 10 points of radiant damage, so a total of 25. If darkness was not going off, uh, you would also be shedding dim light in a five-foot radius. And you can't become invisible if you wanted to. FYI. Oh, okay. Cool. So it does nothing. (laughs) It does nothing. Darkness everywhere. The second one is also going to try and attack you. Because it heard something, but it really has no idea where it's going. I don't think this guy is going to hit anything. Yeah, 14. Nope. Because this guy is a little further away couldn't quite get you. Go for your second attack, please. Still going for the dude on the right. That hit me. That would be a 25 to hit. Yeah, that one hits. Okay, so this time I would like to make a sweeping attack. That is a 6 that I hit the one on the right, and then that is 4 to the one on the left. And then I would like to action surge, and I would like to attack again. Uh, We're going to do another precision attack because I rolled a 15 and that's not going to hit. Burn through those battle dice. (laughs) You need a three or higher. I got a four. Hey, you hit. Really? Rolled another six damage for him. And then I get one more attack on him. We're just throwing dice all over the place. Yeah, we are. Oh, well. (laughs) I have been doing sneak attack. In which case, this is a 24. That hits. Does sneak attack also work on So I will put sneak attack, or is it just on the very first attack you hit with? It's Uh, not based on how many attacks. It's not even based on the first attack. It is based on what turn it is. So you get it once. Yes, I get once. So I would like to apply it to this attack. You only have to declare it after you hit. Gotcha. This hits. I would like to use another superiority (laughs) time. And sweep for 
The guy on the right, 10 damage. And the guy on the left, 7 damage. How are they looking? Like they're in shadow. I mean, she can't They're looking kind of so. wavy. Your radar's kind of going off. You see a little bit of liquid on the ground, but honestly, they look fine. I would like to back up out of their reach, and I would like to second wind and get some health back, and that's the end of my turn. Gabriella, it is your turn. Izzy said, ouch, and disappeared. She looks confused at that. She's like, okay, that's strange. Oh, that maybe that was Izzy's magic thing. I wonder what's going on. So we're going to start kind of jogging back, not like running, running, but at the same time, she pulls out the crumpled, ruined paper. From the camera, we can see that on one side looks like the remains of a map, but the other looks like the remains of a portrait of a woman's face. Oh no! It was like a, a sketch. Jogging back, you manage to get back across the bridge. If you double time it, you'll be able to go around the corner and be able to see into the front door. Sounds good. Mickey, it's your turn. You have kicked the Izzy. She's confused where her arm went. <laughs> there's a lot of darkness. Oh, you also hear footsteps coming towards you. And you hear clash, clash. You hear swords in the background. Mickey rolls his eyes and starts pushing you into the darkness. Oh, okay. like, Come on. Um, Adventure is out there. Or in here. And, and Mickey is drawing a dagger with his other hand. Actually, no, Mickey draws your dagger <laughs> with his other hand. You push her into the darkness. You go into the darkness and... You feel resistance as Izzy collides with somebody. I stab them. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and stab, Unless please. Unless they smell like irithal. Or the proprietor. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. But, you know, there's only so much you can do with your sense of smell and so yeah. much, much yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Mickey would not have stabbed the proprietor if they could have seen them. Well, Probably. also, if the proprietor's on the ground, are you stabbing down towards the ground, or are you stabbing... This is somebody who bumped into Izzy, therefore they are probably not on the ground, unless they are very big. Okay, please go ahead and roll uh, with disadvantage, because you're in the darkness. That's pretty good. 18. Irithyll, does an 18 hit you? Nope. It did smell like Irithyll. Mm-hmm. You've betrayed me, DM. I have <laughs> sent. Describe how, when you're doing the dagger, you realize it's Irithyll. Irithyll, what does your armor look like? I currently am wearing studded leather. With holes in it. With ho- That is true, with holes in it. So Mickey's blade hits the leather and then pierces through to the rivets. And Mickey hears heavier, louder thumpings of heavily armored creatures. So this is must be Irithyll's riveted studded leather armor. Oops, you're not the right person. Mickey, watch where you're pointing that thing. Ah, that's you. Did you, like bathe in weird soap or something? You don't smell like yourself. Hold on, where are we? (laughs) Someone has attacked the proprietor. Izzy, you have been pushed into what you now know as Irithel in studded leather. (laughs) Ow, first of all. You're basically flushing against Irithel in a really awkward way. Okay. In the darkness, you cannot see. Um, can I move around Irithel so that she's now between me and Mickey? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Grab her shoulders and just do like a dossier. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say, Irithel, is there someone who we need to attack? <laughs> Where Can't are they? Can you hear them? <laughs> I sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Where should I point my scimitar? You guys are going to make me bring the darkness down. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. We're just gonna be you moved yourself so you're now in between me and one of the guys did i bump into somebody you did not okay in the order towards the people it's now izzy irithel mickey you do not feel anything in front of you you do not see anything in front of you and hopefully out of reach of the guy with the staff unless he moves so i'm gonna go ahead and carefully pull out my scimitar so that i don't attack irithel or mickey as i'm drawing them out and i'm going to hold my action until something attacks me don't any of you ever... Well, sorry. No offense to you, Irithel. Izzy, don't you ever fight in the dark? <sighs> You're so slow. Hurry up. I'm sorry. Can you see in this darkness? I recently got my ability to see in the dark, but I can't see right now. And I don't have a good sniffer like you do. Seeing in the dark is a crutch. Whatever. <laughs> Holy my action. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Next up is these guys. These guys. Whiff. Clank. <laughs> What you hear in the back is Does anybody speak under common? Me. And me. 
Mickey and Irithel, you hear this very guttural, no longer like humanistic or anything like that, almost like the jaws struggling to move. You hear one of them say, Grab the stuff. We must go. And you hear the sound of a crate being picked up, some shuffling around in the back, and a door opening and footsteps going out. How the heck are they able to do that without tripping over everything? It's well, a great question. Yeah, it's a good question. Are they doing that? No, you're basically hearing one of them like shuffle around trying to get around things, maybe some knocking some stuff. You hear the other one start to push forward towards you. I see him, actually. You could simulate his ability to do so by having him do an athletics check with disadvantage because of the darkness. Okay, I will do that. physical adeptness. One of the guys is stumbling around, and you hear the sound of the door opening, and, like, maybe a footstep or two. So you feel like somebody's going out. However, another guy is coming towards you. I'm going to roll for him. And you hear the sound of a foot connecting a fleshy something and the sound of clank, 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 as you think one of them has fallen. Sweet. Okay, next up is the shopkeep and the broccoli teen. Team, please stay on the ground, otherwise you'll get stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of their turn. Next up is Irithel. The person who walked towards you guys, in your blind sight, you can see their head and shoulders. I would like to follow the one that tried to leave. Has he left my zone of darkness? Yes. So what I'm going to do is the darkness is still up, so he can't see me, theoretically. And I would like to skirt around him and head towards the door, skirting and using blind sense to figure out where the boxes are and stuff. Once I'm far enough away from his reach and once I've exited the darkness and realized that the guy has managed to leave, so that means that he move, he managed to move his full movement out because it's 15 feet of darkness. Right, so when you get in there, because you can see you can take your full movement, as you step out of the door, you see the person on your right, and they're about five feet away from you. Like, they just managed to get out. Okay, cool. They succeed on their athletic check, but not by much. So we're dissipating the darkness. So you guys can now see that there's a dude on the ground who is a a mess. There's a glaive, like, hanging out on the ground, too. That fell as well. Mm. And I would like to attack this dude with my rapier. The, the one outside. This is the uh, this is the one with the short arm. Okay. The guy on the right. Do I get any sort of advantage because he's carrying a box? Mm. Depends on is he willing to use the box as a defensive weapon or barrier? Because it could count as a shield. Or it could count as, oh no, don't hit it. I will say you get advantage due to how you moved in with the darkness. Okay. Didn't really see you coming. And then you dropped it and attacked. 18. 18 hits. Then I would like to sneak attack with this. 11 damage. And then I would like to use my second attack. 26. Yeah, that hits. Is that still with advantage? No. You smacked once, he now knows you're there. Seven damage. That's it. Perfect. Gabriella, it's your turn. Have I gotten to the store? You've gotten to the store. You're hearing some commotion. You hear, like, scuffling the sound of somebody falling, talking between your companions. People are kind of, like, looking inside of the store to see what's going on at this point. With your movement, you can get to the front of the store. So get there. What's going on? We're Siva. And then the darkness falls, and you see a guy (laughs) prone on the ground behind the counter. Do I see any obvious threats? It sounds like the guy has made it outside. One of them has. The other one is on the ground. So the one on the ground, the head is on sideways, and it looks like they're trying to get back up. And the plate mail seems to be molded into their skin. So obviously bad and awful, and similar to the things that we saw before. Correct. Except without the long reach of the things that we saw before. It's almost like we're destroying expensive robots. Mm -hmm. We'll take it. The sideways head guy is prone. And there's also Izzy and Mickey standing kind of in front of it, kind of blocking your view. My associates here are very capable and seem to be doing okay. I'm going to try and get to a place where I can see Siva, if he's unconscious or something like that. Bonus action healing word to try and bring him back up. 
I think that she's going to essentially like blow a kiss and it travels over and hits him on the cheek. Smooches up on wounding. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) You move over a few feet and you can see Siva's head. It looks like there's a pool of something underneath him. You blow your kiss. Go ahead and roll your healing word, please. Uh, It's going to be five. As the kiss lands on his cheek, you see him stir and cough. If I can see one of the creatures... I'm going to channel all of the rage that I had picked up from (laughs) Mickey and going to redirect it towards the creature who had attacked my friend and close associate with an Eldritch Blast. All right. So they are prone and this is a ranged attack, correct? Yeah. So you have disadvantage and there's a little bit of cover going on here. Okay. So how about disadvantage for 16 plus 7 to Nice. Yeah, that hits. My other roll was a 20, so. Oh. <laughs> How's that for some dice tell a story? <laughs> and that was just one of them, right? That was just one. I'm going to roll. Oh, it's nice to be a seventh level character yeah, with multiple attacks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 doesn't hit, right? It does not. So the second one goes wide. Eight damage. They are pushed away 10 feet. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> okay. So, so the beam it hits this guy as he's reaching for this pole arm and then all of a sudden skids and slams into the back shelves. I'd say it's blown up and into the wall and then slides down. Yeah. Uh, head hits a shelf and the shelf collapses on him and he takes the durability of that shelf was not good. <laughs> <laughs> takes one point of extra damage. Yay. <laughs> But now has a shelf on top of them. That was a very good move. Get away from my friends. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> cool. Next up, Mickey. Hmm. Mickey, by the way, has this kind of disgusted look on his face as he watched that kiss go. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You can just see his mind debating the hygiene of magic like that. <laughs> but oh well. Taking Izzy's dagger. He is going to hop on top of this poor downed opponent and summarily try and wiggle it in between the cracks. The cracks of the plate armor, armor thing. Yeah. yeah. Do I have advantage? Oh, absolutely. That is an 18. That hits. Out of character. Are we using the martial maneuvers stuff and have we talked about that or not yet? Because there is a maneuver that would work for this situation. Does Mickey have that? Everyone has them by mm-hmm. default, gotcha. by definition. Like, that's the way they work. Everyone can use it, although Gabriella doesn't have as much use because of charisma-based. She never charisma makes based. a martial attack. Mm-hmm. If I picked up a stick and hit people with it, I might. <laughs> yeah. So this is slip through. Oh, when no. you have advantage against a target, you can take a minus five to attack, and you can add to the damage 3d6 daggers and other small weapons capable of being thrust into tight places. And so where is this from? This is from Martial Maneuvers, which is a supplement for martial combat that I am working on. Okay, yeah. And we're testing it out here to see how it works. Exactly. With the minus five, that means I still have a plus three, which is going to give me a 21. I now get 3d6 from that, and I get my sneak attack. And the 3d6 is supposed to be fairly close and similar to the effectively called power attack damage that Great Weapon Fighting and a few of the others have. That's what it's designed to emulate, kind of a rogue and or sneaky type person's ability to deal terrible damage if they have the time and the opportunity to wiggle it in, slip through the gaps of the armor. Cool. So 5d6 damage. Well, I was going to say keep this one alive, but uh, (laughs) I don't know if he will. That is 20 damage. Yikes. Still looking healthy. I don't think killing them is going to be the issue, I say, is he, like, puts the knife in and then, like, whacks it with his hand to force <laughs> it in, grabs a board or something from the, you know, the rubble, thump, 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 <laughs> trying to use drive it in. <laughs> <laughs> There's many rocks around. There's many boards around. <laughs> it's very easy to find. <laughs> He's prone and pinned. The other guy is around, though, right? Yeah, he's maybe close 25 feet from where you're at. Is he still attempting to leave? Yes, he's attempting. Mickey's just going to stay here for now, and in the meantime, he's going to say, Hey, Gabby, why are you upset? (laughs) (laughs) Right now or earlier? Mickey's not going to respond to that because his turn is over. Somebody else's turn. (laughs) Izzy, it's your turn. There's a guy on the ground. Irithel went past you. 
is in standing in front of the doorway, and she swiped at something, but you can't see it from your angle. Who needs more help, Irithel or Mickey? Both. I'm going to say, hey, Gabriella, go help Irithel. I'll take care of this one with Mickey, and I'm going to run up to the prone creature and stab, stab, stab. Okay, (laughs) go for it. Three attacks. I have advantage on each of them. 21 to hit. That hits. 25 to hit. 19 to hit. That hits. First one is 11 points of damage. Then 7 points of damage. 14 points of damage. Nice. Very nice. You two have done quite a bit of damage to this person, but still looking healthy. And because I forgot to mention it earlier, I am going to summon Dora, but all of my attacks came from me. Mm, You know what? I'm going to action surge. Three more attacks. Woohoo! And Mickey was going to ask where Dora was (laughs) and ask, too bad you had Dora run off right before the fight. (laughs) Total of 20. Hits. 26. Oh no, sorry, 26 doesn't hit. (laughs) And then another total of 20. I'm also going to use Unleash Incarnation so that Dora gets an extra melee attack. Why not? Natural 20. Oh. (laughs) Izzy, please tell me all the damage that you do. Do you want me to just roll it all at once? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> 33. That's from my three attacks. From the Unleashed Incarnation, 12 points of damage. Holy guacamole, Batman. How he be looking now? Well, Izzy, how do you slice this person? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mickey's standing there with a dagger, hammering it into, like, in between the plate and the, the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do? I... I'm getting into a little bit of a frenzy, and I am just <laughs> slashing at all the different extremities that I can reach. Is its face covered? No, its face is just on sideways. Okay. It gets a few nicks and cuts on its face as well, and might be missing the top of his ear now. Okay. <laughs> Mickey, Izzy's going savage next to you. As one does. And that ends my turn. If you know what's good for you, stay down. I think he speaks under common. I don't speak that. Can you translate then? I translate for her. Do you actually translate what she asked you to? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) This person, well, being, I should say it, after just getting brutalized by both of you, (laughs) lifts its neck up because it can't really look up with its head on its side. It opens its mouth and lets out this scream that chills you to the very core. Both of you. Please make a wisdom saving throw. 16. Four. Oh! So, Mickey. <laughs> meh. You've had people scream in your ear before. I would like to take one of Irithel's socks and <laughs> put it in his Excuse mouth. Excuse me! <laughs> before you're able to stuff Irithel's sock into this thing's mouth, Izzy, you were so much in a frenzy. You look at this creature, you realize just how terrifying this thing is. Its head's on sideways. It's got plate mail embedded in its skin. It's gruesome. And it's looking at you with pure hatred. As a reaction, do I puke? <laughs> sure, as a reaction, you can definitely puke. You're also frightened for the next minute. I'm going to turn away and probably empty my stomach. Mickey is grateful. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to puke on the thing. I was going to say, I'm right here. That's what I'm actually afraid of. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while you can see this thing. And you cannot willingly move closer to this guy. It's the end of its turn. So it's Mr. Wright's turn. Oh, boy. So it turns around and it looks at you, Irithel. Mm-hmm. And you see its eyes go black. I'm going to have to do a saving throw because it has seen you. It wants to kill you. Oh, no. It failed. These are all made from, like, the clones of your long-lost lovers or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or her captor? He's cloning himself, and he just has this natural (laughs) desire to possess her. Oh, no. Ew. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) I like this headcanon. Who knows? (laughs) All the mess. All the passion, though. No, ew, oh, gross, no. I can't remember what my captor looks like, so... <laughs> it, he could theoretically have looked like this. Ugh. It immediately drops the box of the green powder, and some of it goes flying out. Hopefully that's not toxic. 
And everything exploded and the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> end of campaign. <laughs> you guys are just not creative with your poisons. All sorts of things can be poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> it grips harder on its glaive and it's going to swipe at you. Its eyes go black as it gurgles out. Yeah, dancer. Oh, I am creeped out. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Because it knows it's you. It's got advantage. But first, it's going to cast a spell on the glaive, and then it's going to attack you. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a 24. Oh, yeah, that hits. Ouch. Please make a constitution saving throw. Eight. What did the spell do, if anything, that we can see? Well, I will tell you in just a second when I find... I need eights. I need eights. I would like to roll one D handful to hit you. (laughs) Irithel, you're hit with this glaive. You take seven points of slashing damage. As it hits you, the blade bursts to light, and you are blinded. Oh, this is mean. It's so bright that you are blinded. Ow, on a drow. Ow, that hurts. At least you still have blind sight. Mm -hmm. I do. She does have blind sight. But you are blinded for one minute. You also take seven points of radiant damage. Next attack. Ooh, that's a 17. With the damage to your armor, does that hit you? That does not. My armor with minus one is 18. Gotcha. Third attack. It misses you. <laughs> your blind sight and also your dancing ability has given you quite the advantage You're able to shimmy out of the way. Yes. (laughs) But this thing is now in a quote-unquote rage. Not mechanically rage, but a rage. It's also a barbarian. (laughs) (laughs) It's everything at this point. A barbarian? (laughs) You have this feeling that it's not going to stop. Until it hugs you. That's the end of its turn. I need to make a roll for Teen Broccoli. Okay, that's a good roll. (laughs) This is like Teen Wolf, you know, <laughs> greener. Next up, Irithel is your turn. You are blinded, but you have blind sight. I am very concerned by what this thing is. It's coming at me hard. I would like to call for Miram. Oh, this is going to hurt. I'm going to back up without disengaging. It's going to take an attack. Your AC is not going to save you. I apologize. 22. Yep, that hits. Wait. 23. Nope, nope, that misses now. (laughs) (laughs) Pulling my own tricks against me. Uh, Nine points of slashing damage. How are you looking? I'm still up. I'm, you know, 20% of my hit points? More than 25% of my hit points? Something like that? You didn't need those other 80%. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Beat of force. Throw it. He must make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw. Rolled a 14. Haha, so he's stuck. Yes. Here we go. 5d4 force damage. 18 force damage. And a sphere of transparent force encloses the area for one minute. What's the range? 10 feet. Yeah, it just misses you. <laughs> Your nose is caught. I know, my nose is like very close. I mean, you could totally put yourself in there. That would have been fun. Everything with disadvantage at that point. Uh. Floating on this ball. <laughs> oh no, it'd be a death battle between the two of us. Yeah. It's a yeah, death no, battle in a hamster wheel. <laughs> and I think he's a lot healthier right now than you are. Oh yeah. I mean, no. He is pulled into the sphere. Breathable air can pass through the sphere's wall. No attack or other effect can get in or out. Uh, and he is now hamster balled and weighs only a pound. And it's the entire area is hamster balled, right? Oddly enough, it only mentions creatures getting stuck in it. But it covers a radius. Mm-hmm. It, there may or may not be boxes in there. I don't know how we want to play that. But. Yeah, I would say the box that he dropped is in that ball as well. So the box also took 5d4 points of force damage, as did the powder inside of it, because this is very much so a grenade. Oh. Oh, no. But don't worry. If there's an explosion, it's a very contained explosion. (laughs) Okay. How much damage was that again? 18. Okay. So the box is destroyed. Yay. The green powder, as it is hit by this magical force damage, 
Can you please roll 10 more d4, please? I would like to beg for d4s from the table, please, because I only have one. Three. I have a weird rules conundrum now on b to force. Only breathable air can pass through the sphere's wall. No attack or other effect can. So if you cast Gust of Wind, that is nothing but breathable air, right? (laughs) If a bomb goes off, that concussive blast is just breathable air. Can you breathe the concussive blast, though? You could. (laughs) Any breathable portion of it. (laughs) It will collapse your lungs as it's doing so. 26. It looks like a bomb went off inside a snow globe. (laughs) (laughs) And you cannot see anything because it's just... It's all right. I couldn't see anything before. It's true. You couldn't. Mickey turns around and looks and it pokes his head out of the window. Gabriella, it's your turn. Having run outside following Mickey's direction... You come around and you come see... Come around and foom! You see a giant snow globe. Irithel is wiping at her eyes because she can't see. Miram is chittering. Gabriella takes a combative stance. We've seen this before. This is a ball of force, and it's only going to be there for a short amount of time. Irithel, come away. I can hold it back. You look like you're really hurt. It blinded me. I'm going to reach out to her and guide her back away towards the shop. I'm looking rather bloody. Bonus action, healing word. Because <laughs> we have decided that that's what it is. She blows you a kiss. This is cast at second level, so it's 2d4. About nine. Ooh, that mm-hmm. helps out a lot. Gabriella, be careful. It's one of those monstrosity things. It recognized me. Get back inside a little bit then. I threw a beat of force, but it'll only last a minute. Yeah, we've only got a short time. You also see that there's people starting to come around the sides of the shop to see what's going on, like you're drawing a crowd. There's a monster here. Stay back. Please do not go anywhere near the snow globe. Unless you are a level higher. (laughs) Some people stop. Some people pull out some popcorn. Oh my gosh. Ah, The Court of Leaves is a very strange place. I guess I don't have much more time now because I have a lot of moving about and such things. Okay, next up, Mickey. Mickey, still having the advantage, would like to press the advantage. And press it harder. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mickey, you haven't licked him yet. That's true. I haven't licked him yet. <laughs> Mickey would like to make his attack roll because you do have to hit the opponent to use flavored foam. So, and we will be attempting to use slip through on this guy. It's probably not the best idea since this guy has great AC, but I do have advantage, so we're going to try it for it. Good thing I have advantage, because one of those was a one. Oh. Mm. Now, slip through is about, like, slipping through their defenses, as opposed to slipping through, like, moving through their space, right? Right. The original name for it that was Death Blow, Mm. because they're lying on the ground, they're prone, and you are taking advantage of that to hammer the blade home or wiggle it through the plates. So the name may change. For now, you are slipping it through the cracks in their armor. Fair. That is an 18. That just hits. 20 damage again. Oh, man. It's looking really, really hurt. And I will use Favored Foe on him. You gonna lick him? Yeah. All right. You got your Flavored Foe. (laughs) Tastes like metal and regret. (laughs) 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 So much regret. Mm. (laughs) Okay, Izzy, it's your turn. This thing is struggling to stay up. Struggling? It's down. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, it's struggling to stay up, afloat, alive. Hmm, better not be floating either. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get closer to it. I'm frightened of it, so I have disadvantage on attack rolls against it. Also, for narrative purposes, Izzy is wiping her mouth <laughs> and also really needing some water. With the danger of the situation, she is going to... Make her attacks at disadvantage, but because technically there's advantage on the prone, so it's just a straight roll. Correct. She's going to have all these attacks originate from Dora instead, just for flavor reasons. She is feared. She is a feared. 27 to hit. 14 doesn't hit. Nope. 22 to hit. Two hits. And then I'm also going to use Unleash Incarnation. That is a 19 to hit. That hits. Okay. Nine points of slashing, 12 points of slashing, and then nine more points of slashing. Izzy, how do you butcher this thing? 
Dora is going to town while Izzy is barely like squinting an eye open just so that she can see the thing so that she can direct how Dora would attack it. But she's going for a weak spot in the armored flesh near where the heart is and just stabbing down into it and stabbing on the last one so that it almost goes straight through and chinks on the other side of the armored flesh. And at that moment, you hear one last word on its breath as it sinks down and no longer moves. Howl. And that's where we're going to end our session. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> ah, craziness. All right, we're going to have to finish up this beat of force. I regret <laughs> everything. <laughs> I regret this beat of force. I'm going to have to try and steal it away from you. <laughs> We've got more of them. It's true. Lots more. That's it for tonight, today, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this. Bye. 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 Power Word Crit is directed by Corin Sparks and produced by Ashlyn McGregor. If you enjoyed our episode, tell your favorite pigeon about us. Follow us on Facebook. Tweet us at Power Word Crit. Send us an email at powerwordcrit at gmail.com and check out our website, powerwordcrit.com, for character art, bios, stick figures, awesomeness, episodes. So I would also like to be on the lookout for Mickey helping Gabriella. <laughs> Mickey, who is now beside you in the shop, but you can't see him. Exactly. <laughs> I shall go first. Okay. Somebody tell me what to do with it. Um, read it like a Shakespearean actor. The family of Dashwood had been long since settled in Sussex. Their estate was Lodge, and their residence was at Northland Park, in the center of their property, where for many generations they had lived in so respectable a manner as to engage in the general good opinion of their surrounding acquaintance. That was really bad. <laughs> now talk like you're Southern. The family of Dashwood oh. had been long settled in Sussex. Oh. Their estate was large, and their residence was at Nolan Park. Sorry, I'm going way too fast. In the center of their property, where for many generations, they had lived in so respectable a manner as to engage the general good opinion of their surrounding acquaintance. It's called randomword.com slash. Very nice. Hmm. I got random go word generator. I'll go next. Okay, David, please read it in the manner of a five-year-old girl throwing a tantrum. The family of Dashwood has been long settled in Sussex. Their estate was large, and their residence <laughs> was at Norland Park at the center of the property, where they lived in some respectable manner as to engage in the general good opinion of their surrounding acquaintance. I love ah, it. There was no possibility of taking another walk that day. We had been wandering, indeed, in the late summer of an hour of the morning, but since then. I'm like, he's going to the other one. <laughs> Next. Uh, okay. Does somebody want to do another one? Or I can just come up with another one. Oh, let's see. What's another good one? Do it like it's a really windy day outside. <laughs> the family of Dashwood has been in Sussex. <laughs> their estate was large and their residence was at Northland Park <laughs> in the center of the property where for many generations they had lived in so respectable a manner as to the opinion of the uh, surrounding acquaintance. Yay! <laughs> Good folio work. Yes. <laughs> I will do one. Okay. okay. Ander, please read it in the manner of a puppy who has just learned that they can speak English. <laughs> they can speak English, but not well. <laughs> oh, no. The, the family of Dashwood had long settled in Sussex. <laughs> Their estate was large, and the residence was at Norlin Park. In the center of the property were many generations. They lived in so respectful a manner as to engage the general good opinion of the surrounding acquaintance. Yay! How about in the style of someone with road rage? <laughs> the family of Dashwood had long settled in the <laughs> <laughs> It was born to the residents of Northland Park, the center of the property, and 
<laughs> oh come on! Uh, <laughs> it's a respectful manner. That's the gate. General opinion of the surrounding. <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to know what happened at the end. Yeah, I, know, right? <laughs> I guess I will go. Do it as a hotel greeter. <laughs> Ooh. Welcome, family of Dashwood. You've been long settled in Sussex. Your estate is large, and your residence is at Norland Park, in the center of the property, where for many ge- generations people have lived in so respectable a manner as to engage the general good opinion of their surrounding acquaintance. And please don't forget to fill out the survey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> in the style of a murder mystery novel. The family of Dashwood has long been settled in Sussex. Their estate was large, and their residence was at Norland Park, in the center of their property, (laughs) where for many generations they had lived in so respectable a manner as to engage the general good opinion of their surrounding acquaintance. Oh, man, I see you in your trench coat and you're like on the the um, the one eight hundred missing one eight hundred missing. You're just walking down the the desolated street. Mm-hmm. But what really happened? <laughs> I love it. Okay, my turn. Yep. Okay. How do you guys want me to do it? Uh, one of Santa's disgruntled elves. <laughs> the family of Dashwood has long been settled in Sussex. Forgot the nails. Estate was large, and their residence was at Norland Park, in the center of their property, where, of course, for many, many generations, they had lived in so respectable a manner as to engage the general good opinion of Santa and all of their surrounding acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, yeah. <laughs> good job. Please do it in the manner of a mob boss. Oh, be the godfather. He just shoves some marshmallows and cotton balls in the right. You come to my family. I'm gonna on do the day this my daughter is That's fine. Well, here that's we the go. point. That's, we all that's do the it point. <laughs> that's why we do it. The family, the family, I tell you, of Dashwood has been long, long settled in Sussex. Their estate was quite large. Their residence was at Norland Park. In the center of their property. Do you understand what that means? That means that it's going to be a very influential area. And of course, very rich. Where many, for many generations, they lived in so respectable a manner as to engage the, the gen- they managed to lie and get the good opinion <laughs> of their surrounding acquaintances. <laughs> very nice. <Woo. laughs> 